How are we all? We're good. Good, good. So yes, I'm delighted we have Deborah here for the launch of um, the shoebox appeal this year, but you've got the pasty one first. <laughs> and when Deborah comes up, you'll realise what I mean by that, because she's just back from Spain and she has the curl tan. I do not tan. I could go to Spain for five years and I would still look like this. So anyway, you've got the pasty one up first. But yeah, delighted to have Deborah with us today. So I am going to um, preach before Deborah comes up um, and quite a short one and hopefully one that fits in with our theme today of shoeboxes because I want to talk today about the shoebox gospel. So this is my shoebox for the day. So what is in my box today? Let's have a look. So first of all, I have a toy. And this toy, I'm starting to regret putting all the pieces in now, is a nativity set, which I'm going to put up here. God, I don't know why my hands are shaking. You're all friendly people, why are my hands shaking? <laughs> Done this before, why are my hands shaking? I think it's because I've got props. I'm a bit nervous about how this is going to work. So, my little sheep, my donkey, and shepherd, and a wise man. There we go. Little cute nativity set. So, does anyone have the Movies 24 channel? At home, no. Well, Movies 24, they have a thing called Christmas in July, where you get to watch Christmas movies all July. No. Now, my husband can't understand why I watch made-for-TV movies in December, let alone Christmas movies in July, but I love it. Hey, any excuse? for a Christmas made-for-TV movie. They're all the same plot, but I don't care, I love them. <laughs> so anyway, so this is Christmas in September, because I'm going to start with the nativity this morning. So, I want to talk about the gifts that God gives us. So that's what's in my box today, the gifts that God gives us. And of course, I have to start with the nativity. I have to start with the greatest gift we have ever been given, and that is Jesus. Sent to us that first Christmas, the reason why we celebrate Christmas, the gift of Jesus. It says in 1 John 4 and 9, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. And then Luke 2 and 10 says, and the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For all people. Because where was this little baby born? Emmanuel, God himself with us, was born in a stable. And he was born in a stable so that all people could worship him. Not just the kings, but the shepherds too. The lowest of the low could come and worship him, born in a stable. So the greatest gift we have ever been given, Jesus, born in a stable so we could worship him too. And so we can still come and worship him regardless of our status, of our stature, we can all come and worship Jesus. But then, of course, we don't stay at Christmas if you look at the gospel message. He became a man, and we move on to the Easter story. He became a man, and he died on a cross for each of us. That famous verse, probably one of the most famous in the Bible, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish. But made Christ who never sinned to be an offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. 
what does this mean for us? The cross is the very thing that means we can have a direct relationship with God. Before the cross, Old Testament, only the priest could go into the Holy of Holies and he had to make himself really, really clean to get in there and present offerings and meet with God on our behalf. But then along comes Jesus and Jesus says, all that sin and all that stuff (coughs) in your life, I'm going to take it on me. And he takes that on at the cross and it means we can have a direct relationship with God. And scripture says, the curtain was torn in two to the Holy of Holies because we don't need to worry about that anymore. We've got a direct relationship with God. It is grace bestowed upon us, the undeserved favor and unmerited favor of God. It's redemption. The price was paid and the demands of perfection are met. You know, that's my favorite one as a perfectionist. That's my favorite one about the cross. The demands of perfection were met. It is finished, scripture said when he went to the cross. It is finished. We are free to lose because he is one. We are free to be weak because he is strong. We are free to fail because he's already succeeded. And we are made alive with Christ. It is finished at the cross. I have a card game in my box. This one happens to be pairs, but I want you for, to imagine for a minute it's top trumps. <laughs> I didn't have top trumps, but you know, and I wouldn't put it in my shoe box because it'd be in English. So this is going in the shoe box. So this is a pairs game. Imagine this is top trumps. And I'm going to use my Sainsbury's cards as an example because they are top trumps if anyone's collecting them. So a little card game. So Jesus didn't stay on the cross and he didn't stay in the grave. He rose again. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, 55 to 57, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is a sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So imagine if this was top trumps, and imagine one of these is Jesus and one of these is the devil. And if you know top trumps, you get scores for certain things. So imagine if this Star Wars did for a minute. Just use your imagination. Right, it was Jesus. Now we'd have God score 100. The devil, zero. Love, Jesus, 100. The devil, zero. Resurrected, Jesus, 100. The devil, ha-ha, zero. <laughs> top trumps would go to Jesus it is finished done, he doesn't need to win again done and dusted and you know the best thing I love about the resurrection it didn't just mean that Jesus won I'll tell you what it means the devil's not even in the game anymore that's what it means he didn't just win and we'll say we'll have another round in 20 years devil, no no no, it is finished the devil's gone and in fact there he's there again and I can stand him morning as well we give the devil too much he's gone he's out the picture and I'm preaching it myself this morning as well we give the devil too much leeway he's gone he's out of there any CC Winans fans in the house this morning she sings a song I love it hey devil get behind me 
That's what, I'm, that's what I'm hearing in my head this morning, like, or the old song, get thee behind me, Satan, get thee, you know, that's what I'm doing. He's out of the game, not even at the game, that's it, done, dusted, he's defeated. And again, what does that mean for us? The cross and the resurrection. So I have my little face cloth and my soap. No toothpaste, but I'll come to that in a minute. <laughs> no toothpaste this year. Okay. So face cloth and soap in my box. Romans 10, 9 to 10 says, For if you tell others with your own mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and believe in your own heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in his heart that a man becomes right with God and with his mouth he tells others of his faith, confirming his salvation. So that's point one this morning. What does this mean for us? It means if we confess our sins and we believe Jesus did that, he died for us and he rose again and that God loves us, then we are Christians. And if we do that, it says in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins to him, he can be depended on to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. And it is perfectly proper for God to do this because Christ died to wash away our sins. So just remember that anytime you're thinking, what does this mean for me? Just think face cloth, right? There's a simple analogy in your head. He died, and if we confess our sins and believe in him, it washes away our sins. And I could quote many other scriptures that tell us about the fact that God remembers them no more, and it's just done. We come to him with all our baggage, all our stuff, and he just makes us clean through the cross and through his resurrected power. But that is the choice we have to make. We have free will to make a choice whether we believe that and whether we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts. Then if we do that, and if we confess and we believe, as the Bible says, little families game. This is animal families. we do that the scripture tells us in John 1 and 12 but to all who believed in him and accepted him he gave the right to become children of God in Romans 8 and 17 now if we are children then we are heirs heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ now anyone that heard my message on that will know I'm going to repeat myself here but it's worth repeating we then become adopted into God's family and we become heirs and co-heirs we are children of God which means we are children of the king of kings, which means you're the child of a king. You are her royal highness or his royal highness this morning. Heirs and co-heirs with Christ. That's amazing to me that God would do that. That he would adopt us into his family and say, here, you put on that robe. You're a child of the king. Royal robes, as the song says, we don't deserve. So I live to serve your majesty. That blows my mind. Heirs and co-heirs with Christ. Her Royal Highness, Dion. Straighten my grin. And continuing the theme of children, my last item and my gift from God, a little teddy. Oh, this one happens to be a bunny, but a little teddy. 
Now, what does a child do with a teddy? Cuddles it. Yes, if I was my daughter this morning, the first thing I'd do when I pick this up is I go, ah, and I make that noise, ah, and I cuddle it, and then they tuck it under their arm, and they go to bed, or even potentially drag it around like this. <laughs> but let's go with the nice bit under the arm this morning. Under the arm. It says in Psalm 91, in verse 4, and I'm using the message translation for this one, it says, his huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them you're perfectly safe and his arms fend off all harm. I'm going to read that one again. His huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them you're perfectly safe. His arms fend off all harm. No matter what you're going through this morning, he is always there and his arms are always there to protect you. His child to comfort you. His outstretched arms, bigger than anyone else's, to shelter you under his wings, as other translations say of that verse, to protect you, to hold you close in all circumstances. There isn't a circumstance so big or hidden from God that his arms can't reach and stretch out and go, come here, my child. I'll protect you from this one. So what gifts, and this is just the tip of the iceberg this morning, I could have gone on further, the Lord bestows upon us. His son, who died for us, but hallelujah, rose again, victory over the devil and that, adopted into his family this morning, child of a king, and protected by his arms. And what does he ask in return? So we're going to fill this back up to give back to God this morning. What does the Lord ask in return? He asks for a life surrendered to him and to his will and purposes. So I'm going to put myself in there this morning. And notice, ladies, I used the wedding picture where I've been contoured and brushed and all that. <laughs> so you've got, you've got to be done. Although it was one of the few headshots I have, actually. You know, many headshots of myself. So he asks for our life surrendered to him. And you know, I want to say this morning that when we give him our lives, I think sometimes it feels like we're giving him it in a shoebox. Not perfect. Not always wrapped that well. Sometimes a bit bashed and bruised at the corners. This one happens to be quite nice because it's a new one. But imagine the shoeboxes we have in our house. They're pretty bashed, aren't they? In the back of the cupboard really not perfect but you know it doesn't matter if we're not perfect it doesn't matter if we're still struggling to think of ourselves as worthy because remember what we've just said Jesus came for everyone everyone you're not too bashed ever or imperfect for God's love he came for everyone he died for everyone and to take all that stuff that we worry about, that think, we think stops us from coming to God, he takes it. We don't need to worry about that. And he washes us and cleanses us and allows us to share in his victory and be adopted into his family. So even if we feel like our lives at times are a bit like a, wrapped in a shoebox, not as perfect as we would like, and it holds us back from coming to God, God says, don't wait, don't hold back, just come. Because this is what my gifts are about. You just come as you are. You can have a life of victory 
Because if the devil's back in our game, it's because we've let him there. Don't let the devil back in the game. Victorious life, life in all its fullness, that's what we're called to. So you need to make a decision. Are you giving back your own life to God? Then the next choice is, how much of our lives are we giving back to God? What about our families? Family. Mm. I'll put it in. I'll put it in. Mm. What if you don't come through, God, for my daughter back out? Mm. Oh. Oh, I'll put it in. I'll trust you in that one. Oh, no, I'll take it back out. Mm. Oh, what if my kids get bullied for believing in you when they're older? Mm. Do I want to give them all to you? Mm. No, I do want to give them all to you. Put them in. I'll take them out. see where I'm coming from? Am I the only one that thinks like that sometimes and you have those doubts creep in? What about our work? Oh, I want to give you my work. Are you going to come through for me in this? Oh, I'm having a really hard time just now. Oh, or I'm about to lose my job. What am I going to do? Oh, I can trust you. Oh, but what if you don't do what I want? Well, it's not about what I want, it's about you, Will. Oh, but what if that really leaves me in a vulnerable position? I need a plan B. I need a plan B. No, you've got this in hand, Lord. I'll give you it. I'll give you it. What about our finances? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? Again, what if I do lose my job? Mm-hmm. Oh, I might not tie to you this month, Lord, because, you know, oh, maybe this is going to happen or maybe that's going to happen. No, first fruits are yours, Lord. Right, we'll do it. We'll tie. They trust you with our finances. We trust you with everything. Yeah, I can trust you. How much are we putting in our box this morning to give back to God as an offering? Do we trust Him fully with every area of our lives? Or are we holding some things back? that's what I just want to say this, t- this morning in summary two questions are you willing to accept God's gifts that we've talked about here and I say this is just the tip of the iceberg read the Bible for every good and great gift he's given us and then in return how much are you willing to put in your box starting with yourself to give back to him So first and foremost, if you've never given your life to Jesus this morning and confess with your mouth and believe in your heart as we've just read, then we would love to talk to you about that this morning. Come and see Stevie or myself or any of the leaders about that this morning. That's the first thing. And if you're already a Christian, just think about that this morning as you leave church and go into this new week. How much are you willing to put in your box? And in order to put it in your box, you have to believe all the other stuff that we've just talked about that he's given us. You have to believe you're living a life of victory where the devil has no rule in your life because he's king of kings and lord of lords and he's already won the victory. I've just got to do it again. (laughs) He's already won the victory. We need to live like that. So are you willing to accept God's gifts and how much is in your box?
I'm bang on time. Wow, I was aiming for 12 there till I dare by the time. <coughs> so I am delighted that we have Deborah with us this morning um, to help launch the Shoebox Appeal. But just before Deborah comes up, I just want to do the practicalities of what it means. Although I suddenly realised I've not got the practicalities of dates, Deborah. I hope you know when they have to be back in for. Um, but hopefully, I'll be on the leaflet. I'll be on the leaflet. So we've got leaflets over here, guys, and we've got our flat pack boxes. Um, usual story with flatback boxes, just put your donation in to get them. Um, I think we normally take 50p, don't we, for these, and then any extra pennies, because they cost slightly less than that we put into OCC anyway. So 50p for your boxes, they're over there. And um, things to note this year, changes is no toothpaste and no sweets. No longer allowed customs regs. So you still can put in a toothbrush, but you're not allowed the toothpaste that goes with it, and no sweets. Um, and also the price to send your box has gone up again this year, unfortunately, but everything's gone up this year to £5 a box. Realise that's quite a lot of money when you're filling a box. Um, so there are other ways as well that, you know, please give generously where you can, but for anyone that maybe can't do everything, fill the box in the donation, there are other ways to give online. You could even give online and they fill a box for you, etc. But the main thing is we would love it as, as many people as possible could support Operation Christmas Child, because you're about to find out what a fantastic work that they do. And without further ado, I'm going to invite Deborah up. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you. 